welcome to the Luminate Speakeasy podcast, where luminaries from across the planet share their stories of awakening. Hey everyone, welcome to the premiere episode of the Luminate Speakeasy podcast. I'm Amy Patti, your host, and the Luminate Speakeasy podcast was inspired by an actual live event that I hosted a couple months ago where I brought together four local to the Twin Cities of Minnesota luminaries to have them share their stories of awakening. And it was a deeply raw and vulnerable, inspiring and empowering evening. And I'm pretty sure everyone walked away feeling transformed just by listening to the stories of other people on their journey of waking up on the planet right now. And I thought, this has to happen more. There's so many stories out there that need to be told. And when we hear people sharing their stories of awakening, it can inspire us, but it can also help us not feel so alone when we're moving through the dark. It can help us understand what's actually happening inside of us. I feel like people are waking up at an accelerated rate right now on the planet, which means there's so much shifting and changing on the inside. And at times, it can feel a little scary. It can feel a little overwhelming. It can feel blissful and beautiful as well. And it's good to have people who have been through the process kind of illuminate the path for us. So that's really what this podcast is all about. And for today's podcast, I'm just going to share with you a little bit about my own story of awakening. And in future podcasts, I will be featuring luminaries from across the planet and having them share about their process and journey of awakening. Now, of course, I want to say I'm not a fully awake person. I'm doing the best I can, but I know there's more awakening for me to experience. But I have had many um, potent experiences in my life where it's felt as though I've walked through a doorway. And by doing so, the world completely transformed before my eyes. I became a different person. I became more conscious, I became more aware, I became more awake on the planet. And so I want to share with you um, one story, and this actually goes way back to when I was 16. And this is when I believe I first had like the rumblings of my soul wanting to wake up. When I was 16 years old, I started to experience what a lot of people at the age of 16 probably experience. Um, it's a tumultuous time in your life, I think, being a teenager and getting your driver's license for the first time, getting a job for the first time, um, cultivating a little bit more independence in your life, exploring relationships, exploring sex, um, possibly drinking, doing drugs, smoking, all of that. Um, is kind of up for grabs, right, when you move into your teenage years. And around this time for me, I 
had my first serious boyfriend. I did start having sex. Um, I also went on birth control, which I did all pretty much behind my parents' back. And I think through this experience of opening up to another person, through this experience of becoming sexual, touching into that part of myself, there was a lot of energy that started to move inside of me. Um, If you're at all familiar with yoga or there's actually many spiritual traditions that will speak to the energy of kundalini, which is this energy that lives at the base of your spine. And when this energy begins to be stimulated, when it begins to rise up through the, the core channel of your body, this energy rising is actually the process of awakening. And so I feel like at the age of of 16, beginning to have sex, beginning to stimulate this kundalini, kundalini energy inside my body, it invoked inside of me um, this, this um, beginning process of awakening. But I didn't necessarily have the support in my life to understand what the hell was going on. So it was actually a really scary process for me. And I remember standing in line at lunch with my girlfriends and leaving my body. And I was outside of my body. Um, My consciousness was outside of my body. And it was almost as if I could look at my body, but I wasn't in it. And I felt this um, really actually scary experience of, you know, being outside myself. And I had no clue what was happening. And I believe I left lunch and went to the nurse and just had this strong desire that I needed to go home. I needed to go someplace where I felt safe. And, and as soon as I got into the nurse's office and she asked what was going on, I started crying. Um, and so the whole, um, idea that I was actually sick and needing to go home, she didn't really pick up on that. She was like, "Mm, there's something emotional going on here. So she sent me to the school counselor and I sat down on the floor. He actually had me sit down on the floor with him. We sat cross-legged and he asked me a few questions about what was going on in my life. And, you know, being a, a, a young teenage girl, I was pretty elusive with him and I didn't share a ton of information. And to be honest, I didn't really have the language to describe what I was going through because um, it was brand new to me. But also I think there was a part of me that was really fearful of being judged and possibly um, sent to a mental ward. And I was concerned about that in the back of my head. So the school counselor actually was familiar with my family. I grew up in a family um, with a handicapped mom. I could say handicapped, but she actually had MS, the disease MS, multiple sclerosis. And she was diagnosed with it when she was 18. And she is still living today, but she has very progressive MS. So it was a stressful environment growing up for me. Um, As a naturally empathetic person, as a natural caretaker, it was um, extremely stressful living with a parent who needed care all the time, who was unable to really be there for me as a child because, um, because of the condition in her body. And so I'm sure 
that these stresses were deeply impacting me on so many levels, which I'm still learning about today. But at the moment, I did not know what was causing the intense emotion and the out-of-body experience that I was having. But the school counselor, bless his soul, sat me down on the floor, asked me a few questions, probably realized she's just overwhelmed, and he led me through a guided meditation. And it was probably only a few minutes long, but at the end of that meditation, I got up and I left his office and I was back in my body. And even though that was just a, a brief kind of encounter with this, what I call a spiritual awakening, it was impactful, it was potent, and I experienced within a very short amount of time um, what kind of mechanisms are in place inside of us to protect us from addressing our darkness, from addressing our shadow, our pain, um, from addressing the stress that we're carrying on the inside, from addressing um, our vulnerable places. Literally that day I experienced leaving my body so I wouldn't have to feel what I was really feeling on the inside. And through that brief meditation that I did with my school counselor, I was able to come back into my body. And I think the meditation itself, the breathing, um, bringing my mind into a single point, pointed focus, all of that helped to ease the stress that I was feeling, to ease the overwhelm, the emotions that I was feeling, and helped me come back into my own center, helped my soul feel that it was safe to come back into my body. Now, I had experiences following this where, again, I left my body. And it's something that I have um, continued to work with over the years and still continue to work with. But this way that um, if we don't feel capable of feeling the emotions that arise within us, that our body will protect us. Our soul will opt out sometimes and disconnect from this amazing vessel that we are meant to live in. And it requires courage and it requires work and it requires the willingness to enter fear, to enter deep grief, to enter um, anger and to move through that so that you can come out the other side and realize you did not die. You are still alive. And every time I've turned to face what's going on inside of me, when I've turned to face the emotions um, arising within me, when I've turned to face the beliefs and the negative thought patterns that are running through my mind, there's a breakthrough point. And by doing that, I become more me, I become more awake, and I become more light. So that's a very small little glimpse into my story. And one thing I do want to say about that story is 
the key is having support. I have journeyed through life at times with very little support, and now I have a huge, huge support team. Um, friends, family, therapists, body workers, energy workers, people who I can reach out to to help me when things are arising from deep inside of me to be cleared, to be healed, to be felt, to be processed, to be released. Um, and I utilize these people to support me through that process. That's the process of awakening. It's really turning to face yourself and not leaving any stone unturned. And everything that's hidden inside of us is hidden for a reason because it was too much at some point in time to feel, to deal with, to look at, to see. And so it's important to have good support to help you when those stones are, are upturned and it's a bit much for you. So I can't emphasize that enough, um, the importance of having support. We're not meant to do it all alone, and um, we're meant to be connected. We're meant to support each other, and we're meant to travel through this life with others. So that's a little bit about me. There's so much more that I could share with you, but I just want to share that little piece today, and maybe in the future I'll share more. Thank you so much for tuning into this premiere episode. I hope you will continue to listen and I look forward to sharing many more stories of awakening with you in the future. Namaste. Namaste.